0: hello ladies and gentlemen i have on the lovely tracy shannon today we met briefly at the austin Capitol. uh do you want to disclose what that was about and why you were there and who you were with
1: yes i was there with um culture warriors of america and um, some detransitioners and um myself as the texas director of mass resistance. And we were there for the purpose of thanking uh, Attorney General Kim Paxton for finally taking action with his 14 page opinion that the gender modification procedures for children are child abuse. And so we wanted to thank him and bring attention to this issue and the need for even more to be done, such as a bill being passed in the Texas legislature, because it failed to get passed this last mm-hmm. legislative session due to um, uh, Dave Phelan, Dustin Burroughs, Stephanie Click, who are the ones who um, failed, really the main ones. There are okay. a few other um, bad actors that failed to protect children during the session. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Let's be clear. If Governor Abbott wanted that on his desk, it would have made it to his desk. And so ultimately, it's on Governor Abbott. Mm-hmm. I know that people who are for this, these procedures are very angry because of his order. It doesn't go far enough because this decision mm-hmm. by the um, attorney general, his opinion, that's only binding to the agencies in in Texas. It's not binding to the courts. And where is all of this going? It's going to the courts. And of course, this does not help the parents who are embattled trying to stop this when one parent agrees with it. They're up against the whole system, like basically the uh, equivalent of a medical tribunal going to the ethics committees at hospitals and eventually to court. So we still need a bill desperately. And we were there asking Governor Abbott, to call a special session and bring this um, and put it on the call. And that should be done because there's a lot of stuff that needs to be addressed right now in Texas.
0: Yeah, 100%. I was actually, I went to, what's that guy's name again? I'm horrible with names, not that I don't know. The uh, the one who had an opinion about the bill that I guess had caused the ruckus. Um, we, you had, I think you're the one that got that airplane flying over the Capitol for him.
1: Dan, what's his name again? Right, uh, Ken Paxton.
0: Ken Paxton. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to show you something that was interesting on uh, Twitter. It's slow, and I should have had this pulled up, but I just remembered it as we're talking. Let me share. This is just hilarious. I mean, this is unsurprising, obviously, because Twitter would would do this. Scrolling down. Okay, so. This, it's a, on his Twitter, obviously. This tweet violated the Twitter rules about hateful conduct. However, Twitter has determined that it may be in the public's interest for the tweet to remain accessible. Um, okay, so it's not this one. Obviously, that's not hateful. That was just the truth about the swimmer. It's one of me. I can't. Like, it's literally his statement on big tech censorship, and this thing got, it's just like hilarious irony. It got censored. And he talks about, uh, yesterday I stated in irrefutable scientific fact <laughs> rachel levine is a man blah blah blah. it's just he, this guy is spitting total truth um and look it even says here twitter blocked it his hateful. i just thought it was ironic and you know to be honest uh not surprising in the slightest that twitter would do something like that it, it is weird that they left it up though i, I don't know um not that that's completely relevant but um i mean, it have some other articles uh pulled up but um well, see, it y'all. just
1: kind of under underlies the um, real problem here, that you are not allowed to have conversation or debate. Uh, this is in the public sphere. We're not allowed yeah. to even debate this issue openly, even mm-hmm. a um, candidate for office or a political office holder, <laughs> cute cat, oh, is hat. not allowed to uh, speak yeah. openly. Mm-hmm. It's even it's even worse in the medical community. It's even worse in the scientific community. This stigmatization for speaking the truth, for asking questions. I mean, that's what yeah. science and medicine is all about, asking the questions. And that's what we're finding when we really dig down into this matter is that the Professionals are not even allowed to ask the questions. There's plenty of evidence they have been bringing attention to the shoddy research for years, just as the activists like myself have been bringing the the matter before our elected officials and be, mm-hmm. before the Texas Medical Board in Texas that they have, have heard from professionals that um that these that this research is shoddy. They heard that in 2019, um, at their open meetings, they still did nothing. So that whole medical mm-hmm. board is culpable in this abuse of children. Nothing's been done to rectify that situation. They all need to be fired by the governor who appointed them. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is just really the problem. Now, how can we really trust the medical uh, institutions that don't allow questioning that actually? Um, pit parents against each other and pressure parents when they go into these clinics and they're with a child who has gender dysphoria, gender dysphoria will say that is real. That's the real thing. Um, mm-hmm. That happens to some kids. Maybe everything yeah. that isn't being, that is being diagnosed as gender dysphoria right now isn't exactly gender dysphoria. Exactly. Yep. But uh, And probably that's happening a lot of the times just under the current uh, climate. But mm-hmm. these, these practices, this, just not being able to question anything and the rush to you know affirm each other i mean affirmative care it doesn't just mean we're affirming the gender uh, dysphoria of these children it's mm-hmm. also affirming each other you've got the scientists the researchers the doctors all the people who are self-interest parties they're affirming each other. You know, they're hmm. backing each other up. These are all interested parties that are writing the um, standards of care, that are doing the research, that are profiting in the clinics. And this is not ethically being conducted. This is this is not how science is supposed to be done. And if it's being done in this area of medicine, then what other areas of medicine are we to trust? This seriously undermines the public trust in the medical institutions in the United States, mm-hmm. something has to be done about that. We've got to bring accountability, political wins and self-interest should not be governing how medical care is provided. And I think we saw a lot of that in the, you know, in the last few years, if we want to talk about that topic, so I don't want you to get your show taken down, but I think we saw- a Oh lot no, of it's fine. This is, yeah. I, I'm currently
0: banned on YouTube anyway. So this was okay. definitely, if we talk about vaccine or anything, it's going immediately to Odyssey. They don't really oh, yeah. touch uh, podcasts, like podcasts in general, like an Apple or Spotify, which is so mm-hmm. weird and interesting. YouTube is the one that is like, you can't even post a parody, funny comedy video, which I did from New York City. And I, I got mm-hmm. a, a strike and it was like one more strike. My whole YouTube's getting deleted. And yeah, much
1: it, really. I've been deleted from there too. And all I did was post, reshare things that were true. So I didn't Isn't even say funny? anything yeah. controversial, which is not a... Uh, the usual for me. So yeah. Yes. um yeah it's just this is not uh the first time. I think in the last two mm-hmm. years a lot of us noticed that you couldn't question the um you know the protocols and uh the wisdom and not being able to try anything else when mm-hmm. people were dying. I think eventually yeah. we're gonna find out that 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 too was just like this. You weren't allowed to say anything different. I mean there are doctors out there saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really need to bring accountability to the medical field. That is a problem in Texas because the Republican Party itself, the one who Mm -hmm. wants to um, end gender modification of children, um, embraced tort reform many years ago. I think it was in the eighties. And that's Mm -hmm. when Texans for lawsuit reform actually uh, donated, um, I think close to $300,000 to the Republican Party of Texas. Now think back in the eighties, this was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And um, it was then added to the plank since to the plank. Since then, the Republican Party of Texas has, or not the party itself, but mm-hmm. Republicans in office mm-hmm. have been under the influence of Texans for lawsuit reform. You can check the um, donations, and the influence in the um, Texas Capitol, and you will see that Texans for lawsuit reform, their priorities get passed while the Republican Party of Texas as an organization, not the um, incumbent politicians, are not seeing its policies pass including uh, like pro-family policies and we we've had republican leadership in the texas um capital for 19 years 19 years of republican leadership we've had both chambers we've had all republican leadership the majority and we can't get our priorities passed but we can pass all kinds of new tort reform mm-hmm. legislation that makes the public less safe and and um, frustrates the public getting justice when they are harmed, such as in uh, truck driving accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making it harder for us now to sue and win. And also they put caps on the um, the rewards that you can get when you sue. Now, yes, mm-hmm. in the 80s, there were some cases, right, of some really, like, wild um, rewards in court. But in Texas, it's very hard to... Um, actually cash in, as you say, on a yeah. on a judgment. Very hard to get that money. And um, so really, who was this hurting and how did this actually um save us money by passing all this tort reform? All it's done is hurt the average citizen and help mm-hmm. insurance companies and um those the lawyers here in that um that represent them and their lawyers and the companies representing You know, that are represented by these lawyers. So it's not helping the voters in Texas. It's not helping Republican voters. It's helping Mm -hmm. um, big companies. And that's it. So that needs to be done away with. That's a problem with bringing a lawsuit um, in Texas against this this medical malpractice, it is malpractice because Mm. you need more than standards of care that are loosely defined by an activist organization called the World Professional Association of Transgender Health and the Endocrinology. Yeah, WPATH. Um, Oh, okay. Yes, I've
0: heard it. It yeah, used to way, be
1: yeah. called Harry Benjamin Society, hmm. um, but now that everybody knows the guy was a, a really creepy pervert, I guess they don't want to be called that You don't anymore. say. Yeah. yeah. So, it's yeah, right. I mean, just just look him up. It's really bad. I don't want to confuse my facts on him, but I want to say he was yeah. pro-pedophilia. He was tight with Alfred Kinsey. So that's the nature of the the beast there. So who yeah. wants to name their organization after that? So that yeah. changed, You know, I think, in the last decade. I mean, since mm-hmm. I've been paying attention, it changed. So, um, yeah, we can't have interested parties calling all the shots, like political organizations. I mean, just reading, you know, the um, reports on these meetings of WPATH, who attends, Mm -hmm. and what goes on there, looking at some of the old videos, you can see that this is just entirely political for them. This is entirely self-serving. That's mm. not how we do science. That's not how we do mm. medicine. Nobody should be accepting this. And it's, you know, it comes to this. In Texas, this law, not law, it's not a law. So this uh, opinion <laughs> and the governor's order based on the opinion to investigate families really isn't enough. Um, you know, I, as a parent, I think parents are the first and last line of defense when it comes to protecting children. So yes, investigate the parents. Yes, hold them Mm -hmm. accountable. You know, where did our common sense go? When did we start relying on professionals without doing our research, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of the culpability does lie with these professionals and the institutions that are um, pushing this, this idea that a child should modify their gender, undergo all these procedures, when there's really no body of evidence that is scientifically sound supporting yep. it. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of you can you can find some studies, a lot of studies, but they're not done well. They don't go out long enough. They don't go more than five mm-hmm. years. They don't go out to find the the regret. They are the sample size is either not large enough or it's not randomized and there's no control group. And you know they change doing. the yeah. yeah, they change the um let's see the the scale though the just gender mm-hmm. dysphoria scale they change it from mm-hmm. from male to female so they get a hard yes for dysphoria from a girl mm-hmm. you know when she's wanting to be a boy and then after they do the the transition the transition procedures then they ch- ask gender dysphoria on a boy scale so are you feeling this dys- dysphoria about uh, your gender and, and then they get a hard no so um so it's set up they set this up to support what they're doing instead of really find out you know, about the um you know, about the empathy. efficacy and the harms that 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 go with this and they they haven't um you know one of the problems is that they I forgot what I was gonna say sorry
0: it's okay no I want to uh, um oops yeah okay uh I had an article pulled up about uh Uh, This is obviously, I guess, well, not that old, I guess, last year. Because I'm, you know, I recently moved to Texas and I'm like, what is this? I, you know, this was obviously going on in California and now it's going on everywhere for sure. Um, But what is the Save James thing? Because that was a couple of signs were there at the uh, Capitol as well, that rally.
1: Right. Save James. So that is for several years now, at least since 2019, and I think before, we've been trying to bring attention to this case. And it's it's not an isolated case, but it's the most mm-hmm. public case in Texas yeah. where a father, Jeff Younger, is battling the mother, okay. a pediatrician in Dallas area, um, for custody of the children. He's now lost custody of his sons. And because he refuses to participate in the transition of his minor son, and this this started, um, I think, when uh, James was seven. As far as you know, being in the public light um, but the transitioning of james started when he was just two or three years old he was a toddler he wanted a little girl toy at mcdonald's and then um, subsequent to that light a unicorn purse at um, target when they were shopping the mother so then ridiculous. decided that this uh, child was gender dysphoric and needed a transition since then it's been a battle in in the courts because the mother and father haven't stayed together the mother wants to transition young james and um a radical democrat judge in dallas judge mary brown Mm -hmm. has been um basically punishing Jeff Younger for not transitioning. And you know, there's a court appointed um, counselor on the case. And of course, the, the problem is that all these institutions are in an agreement with transition. So it's almost like you're denying your child uh, something that they medically need, when in reality, I mean, that's how it's being treated. Yeah. In reality, James doesn't need that. He's a perfectly healthy little boy and mm-hmm. he doesn't need to be put into a natural state. And mm-hmm. be subject to all the risk and complications that go along with transition. Unfortunately, yeah. the school yeah. district in which he's enrolled there um, is socially transitioning James even without the permission of his father. Of so yeah. and yeah, I mean the the guy has the all these institutions against him, despite the fact that this the science isn't sound, the research is shoddy, and um, that's why we really desperately need the legislation. I mean, any legislation, even a bill to prevent a child, one child, from being transitioned when a parent is trying to rescue them from that, would have been nice. Since uh, mm-hmm. the legislature is 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 pretty um, fond of incremental legislation, but. Jeff Younger, he's running for office there in, um, I think, House District 93, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Um, but he's running for office there. One of the things he's been uh, working for is to, to ban this entirely in Texas to save all kids, not just his own son. He, he didn't go up there and just say, Younger, hey, I want to only save my my son. He wants to save all the kids from this because he knows it's horrible. Yep. And we couldn't convince um our legislators like they didn't even believe this was happening a few of them you know did well it does sound all...
0: unheard of and it is awful and it may, it's probably new to a lot of well i'm not sure now who, who could possibly not have heard of this but yeah
1: <laughs> yeah but they they didn't know that um actual surgeries were happening until we brought them video where um we had an operative calling one of the um, surgical centers there in Austin and confirming Mm -hmm. appointments for um, 15 year olds and 16 year olds for double mastectomy. And I think maybe one of them was 14. I've had friends do that
0: where they call clinics like in New York and whatnot. And they pretend to have a child who Mm -hmm. wants to transition and they definitely confirm that they do surgeries on, um, what is the word? Adolescents, whatever. Yeah. Young children.
1: (laughs) Right. As long as the parent, the Mm -hmm. parent consents and usually they, oh, they're most interested in if the insurance covers it. Mm-hmm. Which you know most of these places brag, like the place in uh Austin brags that they can uh get insurance to cover these procedures and by the way they're even getting insurance to cover the non-binary procedures i mean this non-binary stuff is completely new and it's oh falling under the whole realm of gender affirmation too so where are the studies showing that moving
0: nipples which i think that's uh yeah definitely one of the uh non-binary procedures literally chopping yes. off your nipples or just chopping off breasts which is a uh, I mean, come on. I'm not sure for the males, if they want to be non binary, is they just invert the peanut? Like, is that, I'm not sure what they get, but maybe it's well, the same thing. I don't even know.
1: For adolescents, it's to add a little breast tissue at the top. Um, for non binary? Yeah. Add a little breast tissue at the top so it's not completely fat, uh, you know, flat, but that it has a little little bit of um, breast tissue there, so you're left guessing. For little boys? Oh, are you serious? uh, Oh, for older, for older. If they're truly dysphoric, if they're really, really... according to the professionals, really mm-hmm. this work. Yeah. They'll do top surgery. So usually that's just mis- double mastectomies oh, for yeah. the girls. So, yeah. um, now for the older people over 18, which is still young, <laughs> still mm-hmm. a lot of mistakes oh, yeah. being made in your early twenties. You shouldn't get this um, done. Like
0: people argue not to cut you off, but of course I am. Uh, okay. people argue like, Oh, you should be able to do whatever you want as an adult. And I'm just under the belief that nobody should be doing this their body, period. You need to get psychological help. And this isn't me being mean. I'm just like, something is severely wrong. You, you likely have trauma going on. that You haven't addressed or you're not even aware of what happened when you were younger because you've suppressed it so much or you made me joke about it because I had my own trauma stuff about uh, childhood that I would joke about and be like, oh, it's not that serious. And then lo and behold, I get therapy and I totally heal myself from that because so I used to make it a joke. I don't know. Maybe it was a coping thing, but. I just am on, you know, I'm a strong believer in God and, um, love the Bible. So there's that, but I've just, no one's born in the wrong body. And if you have an inclination to think that you're the opposite sex, you need to get psych. Well, I'm like, I don't even know how you get real, real psychological help now when everyone is affirming this. I mean, I think
1: you got to go through a church, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> even that's going to be a roll of the dice. Um, true. Very true. I agree with you. God is designer. Um, and we shouldn't be playing God, especially with these little children. And, yeah, I agree when it comes to adults. This is also shoddy research with the adults. Um, yeah. We're talking about the children now, but yeah. the, the problem with saying it's okay for adults and not okay for children is it's the same treatment for the, for the same self-reported problem Mm -hmm. by the individual. And, you know, while an adult is more responsible for their own decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's that portion of the argument still, we are being made complicit in the medical decisions because Mm -hmm. this is being covered for children under CHIP sometimes and for adults under Medicaid and Medicare. Uh, Not in every state, but
0: CHIP child
1: child health insurance program, which is an expansion of Medicaid, and Hmm. we do have that in Texas. And I did find that um, some doctors were accepting patients for the purpose of giving them puberty blockers, for um, and that accept CHIP. So I did Hmm. find that one of these surgeons takes CHIP. So it would be interesting to ever find out. Um, Obviously, I don't have the medical records, so I can't. Hmm. Be 100% sure that Chip was paid for gender uh, modification procedure on a minor, but it's possible that it yes. could have, you know, um, and under the current um, administration's uh, guidance and, on Title Title Nine mm. and the Supreme Court decision, which um, erroneously decided to find um sexual discrimination as including gender identity mm-hmm. now medicaid cannot deny um these procedures being covered because that's what they reference if you look into their uh, what they'll cover and their their guidance on coverage of transgender procedures so um taxpayer is complicit now so this kind of is the same argument that we had with um Getting the government money out of uh, the abortion industry, hmm. we need to do the same with this, and and hopefully it won't take you know like um, fifty years because it's a lot of children being harmed by this, and also a lot of adults. So I agree that adults should not be undergoing this yeah. because you know as you saw the other day um, when we had our rally, we had a, a man there who transitioned. I think he said shared that it was in his thirties, hmm. so um, you know he knew what he was doing, but both of the, the men who are detransitioned that were with us at day, mm-hmm. um, one who under had gone undergone all the procedures, um, shared that you know, they had uh, underlying issues that the therapist refused to address. They just want to slap this gender, um band-aid on there mm-hmm. and start the transition process and then all the problems are supposed to go away well then you're left with someone who's inorgasmic, orgasmic infernal
0: yep
1: yeah mutilated their body and you know in some cases not everybody does the complete um you know uh, inversion of the penis for the males or mm-hmm. it's a, uh, f- a phalloplasty if they're uh, female but uh, a lot of these men do very early in the process have uh, orchiectomy. So then they're left with nothing but a deflated scrotum. And um, this affects their, their overall health. Um, yeah. So um, I, my phone thinks I'm talking to it. <laughs>
0: yeah, as usual. It's
1: trying to answer a question.
0: Siri, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can handle this one. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know if
1: that. uh Google has the answer, but um, (laughs) Google, she just said she didn't understand. (laughs) Are you serious? Oh, God has a sense of humor, so there's that. Yeah, I don't understand it either. And we shouldn't be transitioning anybody. We certainly shouldn't be making taxpayer complicit in it. We shouldn't be um, subsidizing it through our insurance programs that uh, responsible people are paying into insurance, like myself. And you know, my insurance is over $30,000 a year for my family. I shouldn't be subsidizing um, the modification procedures for minors, especially, but even for adults. This is ridiculous. It's plastic surgery, you know, um, and and there should be some ethical considerations in what a plastic surgeon can can promise a patient. Um, I don't think you can promise someone. I know for me, I, I did have breast augmentation after mm-hmm. having four children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, an aesthetic procedure such as that, I understand, but it's radical, mm-hmm. you know, and also there's people who get um, aesthetic things because they've had an injury somewhere on their body or mm-hmm. they just aren't uh, facing aging very well or something, but mm-hmm. it's very unethical to tell someone that, you know, this is going to resolve a, um, a problem of disordered thinking, a problem of anxiety and stress. And um, you when know. have they done that
0: in the past? Like if, you, yeah, know, like- you know, I was thinking about uh, someone who has crazy dysphoria about, uh, I don't know, their face or something like that cat guy. Uh, or the Barbie guy or whatever that guy was, Ken person. You know, they m- just totally mutilate their face where they don't look human anymore. I mean, has the doctor ever been like, I promise you, you will feel better after you get this and we'll, it will solve your... W-. Well, I guess it doesn't make sense because they don't come to them being like, I have dysphoria of my face. I, I don't know.
1: It's and just... Some of the I guess- they come with a wish, you know, yeah. I went to a plastic surgeon with a wish that, um, you know, my, that my breasts wouldn't look like dog ears after having four <laughs> kids. Um, so, you know, and, and, and I understand, you know, an aesthetic um, improvement, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but does it change your life? no in fact when you go in for something like that i had to fill out several forms about my state of mind um, about my expectations for the surgery i had to understand that this wasn't going to make my life happier and if i was under that impression we could not go forward so um there's obviously a you know, uh, some neglect of actual ethics and yeah. there's false promises being made. A lot of that comes from the mental health side of things, the endocrine mm-hmm. society, WPATH. You have all these professional organizations of interested parties that are pushing this as the answer. And I personally know the only don't like, answer,
0: which is yeah. ridiculous. When have we ever had that in the medical industry or yeah. any sort of procedure where this is the only option for this uh, trend that's happening? That doesn't even make any sense like that's not that's just absurd on its face
1: right and it's harmful really to to pigeonhole people into this Mm -hmm. and 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 promise them that surgery is going to change your life or you know a lifetime on chemicals is going to make you happy and there there are people out there saying this does make them happy there are people out there which is usually
0: interestingly uh temporary obviously temporary but they usually say that obviously Like, within the first year, especially women, what I've seen in my studies is testosterone gives you, like, a crazy surge of confidence, and it does alleviate, which is horrible, because it's just, like, a false cover or something, where it alleviates the stress or anxiety with a lot of these individuals, and they think that that's solving their issue, but then, lo and behold, a couple years later, their body starts rejecting it. You know, God's, like, not happening. Um, You know, they just, of course, the detransitioners, they obviously they'll say like, oh, you were never trans, whatever. They just don't even take their real story and their situation under consideration because obviously it's going to shatter the whole, well, it should shatter the whole idea behind transitioning anyone. Like, wait, oh, there's people that are regretting this? Like, this is what made me get into all of this. I started reading the d subreddit on Reddit um, and I had an eating disorder for six years in my 20s and seeing how this was such a mental, severe illness. Um, it was so similar to my eating disorder. I was, my heart broke. I started bawling, crying. I, I just had this like crazy connection with their stories. Um, and it's just a total mental head game where the want to go on uh, spiritual here is it is a spiritual warfare. The, the enemy Satan is, I mean, he's the master. He's the author of confusion. Who's going to confuse you about what you are and what you actually really should be seeing in the mirror. You know, it, it is total. It is a total, Dysphor- not dysphoric. Um, body dysmorphia where you're not seeing things accurately. you're on the wrong mental path. I don't know. it's just uh the similarities were were outstanding. It's so devastating.
1: A lot of girls that are going through this do have eating disorders, some of the studies have shown.
0: Hey there, one of the easiest and free things you can do to help on my podcast is to leave a Apple podcast review for this podcast. It is free, pretty effortless. It takes, I don't know, less than a minute out of your day. If you don't wanna do that, you can support my podcast by heading to paypal.me forward slash LP foster kittens, or become a monthly subscriber to my Subscribestar, which is subscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens. As always, thank you so much for listening and following me on Odyssey or YouTube, subscribing, hitting the bell, cause I've been told that hitting the bell helps out a lot with getting notified that I'm even posting new content. So. God bless y'all and let's keep trucking on y'all.
1: And that should be resolved. I mean, all disordered thinking that yeah. could be underlying the dysphoria should be resolved before moving forward with any of these procedures, which I'm entirely against anyway, but mm-hmm. if if we had responsible medicine those things would be resolved first before moving forward with any kind of modification procedures yeah. and, and and changing identity Um, you know in fact another problem a bigger problem is that you know the whole um all the institutions in the united states you know and in texas specifically mm-hmm. they've already come into agreement with this that this is the what we do that we change names and gender markers on documents i mean these documents are not prescriptions and you know they should reflect the truth they should reflect uh, accurate history they should reflect medical truth they should reflect scientific reality mm-hmm. and they're not when you can change your birth certificate and have a third gender which there is no third option and there's just male and female mm-hmm. like it or not you know that's what there is and unfortunately there's been no stopping this and this has been going on for many years mm-hmm. and we're all being forced to come into agreement with a lie and this is this has to be reversed it mm-hmm. makes no sense these are not prescriptions these are not treatments this this is just um lies. And mm-hmm. they're harmful lies. And it's yeah. very hard to reverse these things. I mean, these people who detransition, like our friend that spoke uh, at mm-hmm. the Capitol, it was very hard. It took a year to to just get his driver's license changed back.
0: And he was treated like garbage, uh, by the way. He told me his story about leaving the hospital, I think, after one of his procedures. And it was horrifying. They just were like, hey, we need your hospital room. Get the fuck out. Pardon my French. But you know, drive, I don't want to tell his story, but it was it was horrifying, absolutely horrifying, treated like a, not even a human, even remotely. I don't care oh, about you.
1: They're not talking much on these. You know, if you go to the social media sites where they're really, um and, or even to the doctor's website. So they're talking about the success of these procedures, you can see the pictures and this is supposed to, it's, some of those pictures, it's like, who would want like a penis that looked like that? I mean, a penis, that looks like a, a, a wrist. Um, it doesn't look it's real. Horrible. Some of them look like a baseball could, bat. I mean, It looks like just, a,
0: a um, those little toys or like a sand balloon. Like I've seen a video, crap of <laughs> which I never saw. You just fold it in half and it flops, Whatever
1: i mean really, there's also there's like just,
0: young girls taking a yeah. photo with the doctor like i'm like yeah. that's a naked woman's chest but okay whatever it doesn't matter if it's yeah. flat or it's inflated with whatever with actual body fat
1: or no like i'm like that, that's a naked young adolescent what am i looking at like what is this it's, we're accepted yay it's very gross um and the things <sighs> that they're doing and uh you know when it comes to the phalloplasty those you know those do not even look convincing. Um, no. And the, no. The other ones, you know, the vagioplasty, um, some of them might be, but they they still look really awful. <laughs> um, unfortunately, you know, I've been to some of these doctors' websites and seen some of these things. It, they, yep. But they're not advertising on there. Whether they they put their very best, which doesn't mm-hmm. look great. Um, on the website and the people talking about, you know, their euphoria afterwards on these uh, social media and how great everything is. Well, You know, what about having to excavate that fake vagina to get the, you know, the granules out? Because really what you have is a. What it smells like? Yeah. It's like bacteria
0: infesting just open gross things
1: they dig out of there. Look, I mean, it's just, and they have to keep washing, you know, pushing water up there to clean it. I mean, look, a natural vagina cleans itself. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do all that. you You know, women aren't having to, you know, shove their fingers up there and dig stuff out that's disgusting so what they've really created is a a wound for these Mm -hmm. these men and uh you know just to me no they shouldn't be doing that that why are you doing that's not the answer to these people's problems you know obviously i can't tell someone if they're going to cross-dress or not i mean Mm -hmm. if you're going to do that you know um there's nothing nothing you know i'm never going to advocate like there should be a wall that nobody can cross dress. i mean i think they'll be going a little too far um mm-hmm. but um these procedures are can be very harmful and uh, depending on how far you go the mm-hmm. medications even which are least the least of the invasive things mm-hmm. you can do you know as the guy who testified at our um thing told yeah. us that from the hormones he had lots of problems, not just the surgeries, but rendering people inorgasmic, unable to have sex for the rest of their lives, un- infertile. These are not things that should happen to anyone. No. You know, we're talking about the children. Um, mm-hmm. No adult should be able to consent to this for them, to, to put them on the conveyor belt to, the, to being um, having these surgeries, which mm-hmm. would leave them um, inorgasmic and frustrate their uh, ability to have their existence meaningful- create yeah. like
0: things that you didn't need to stress about or have pain that you just you didn't need any of that i didn't need any of that
1: yeah just Obviously. i mean there's all this advocacy these days for children to understand sexual pleasure uh, f- this is coming from the same people who are promoting the the basically the um, sterilization of, of minors, for them to be on the track to have their genitalia mutilated. And these children won't have sexual pleasure when they grow up, if you put them on this course. And, but yet the same people are, who advocate for children to learn all about pleasure are going to deprive them of That's this as point. adults. When That's They that shouldn't that, be yeah. talking about this, you know, pleasure seeking with children because they're yeah. not even old enough to consent. Uh, to sex. And they also are not old enough to consent or even understand and have the ability to consent. That's what this boils down to. Do they Mm -hmm. have the ability to consent? Can they really understand the the complications in the future of this and they no. cannot yet we allow these people to come into our schools we got them we had the gender clinics going into the um, the um school nurse associations and teaching the school nurses oh yeah i heard you handle.
0: talk about that recently and i wanted to if you wanted to talk about that i don't know if i had a link up i don't think so but i had the uh note about it uh school nurses are affirmation only in texas or yeah right which is crazy
1: so the school nurses are are advocating for this, and when a child comes into their office and they have gender dysphoria, or they uh, say they do because they've watched a bunch of YouTube videos, mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, or TikTok, um, then they, they're going to be affirmed. Uh, the parents may not even be advised, as we just just found out there is a, a child in Texas. Um, a recent case has been disclosed. The parents are um, keeping their name from the public and the child's name for the public, so we don't even know the school district right now because this mm-hmm. is, I, I guess, this may be our first case in Texas that will go to court. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say if that doesn't go to court, we still need a plaintiff, and I'm looking for a plaintiff. I'm looking for the lawyer. Um, because of tort reform, it's going to take a lawyer who's wealthy um Mm -hmm. and that has the moral uh fiber and to take this up but there's definitely um the need for this there's definitely a good case where there's been harm to a minor because the research is shoddy and there's a a lot of um documentation of that and yeah as a business major I had to take statistics. I had to understand you know what good research looks like and what it doesn't look like. Mm-hmm. And that's it, probably even less um, studying you know, of research and statistics than uh, most doctors and scientists have to do. So the these institutions need to be sued. The medical schools, such as Baylor College of Medicine, UT Southwestern, mm-hmm. um, and 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 uh, a couple others, they need to be they need to be sued. They are they are creating a field of medicine mm-hmm. out of the thin air from shoddy evidence, Mount Sinai, that they're the first ones to do this in the United States. They need to be sued out of existence. And hopefully a plaintiff will come forward. They're the ones who adopted the Dutch model, the Dutch protocol, Mm -hmm. which has been completely Um, shown to be um, shoddy and and not following the standards for science and research that should have been followed. So hopefully we'll see some successful lawsuits and Texas needs to start protecting its citizens, especially the most vulnerable of the population. Um, I'm hoping a wealthy lawyer will step forward um, and I have some in mind that we're going to try to talk to and we're going to uh, hopefully have a a plaintiff um because we really need to this is the main way because our medical board does not bring accountability in texas mm-hmm. so yeah. we really this is the main way and texans for lawsuit reform republican party is complicit in this harm because uh, complicating the ability to uh, get justice from people mm. in the medical field is part of the problem here
0: mm. yeah so I heard, and this is probably awkward, but I guess not, because I don't know if you want to talk about it or not. I've heard that you're a trans widow. Can you talk about that? Like, yeah.
1: Right. So why would anyone take up learning about all this as a hobby, right? (laughs) I mean, this is really um, very, uh, I don't know. For some people, this might be a boring subject. Um, For some people, they don't care. Um, And it's really a subject that's... um, depressing. So why would I want to look into this? Um, So the reason I started looking into this is is because I'm a trans widow. A trans widow is a woman whose husband left to um, present as female uh, for the rest of their life. So I was married. I had three kids with my first husband, and he decided uh, after 15 years that he wanted to live his life as a woman. Um, this was really hard for me to understand at the time mm-hmm. it did not um, fit what I witnessed in my marriage. And obviously there was a great deal of deception, but I still do not believe that you know, he uh, was uh, you know, a man uh, that had a f- inner female or that he was a woman trapped in a man's body. So when I was married to him, we went to a therapist to address a cross-dressing issue that came up in our marriage yeah. early on, right after the birth of our first child. Mm-hmm. And she told me I was close-minded because I wasn't on board with the cross-dressing and that I couldn't see a way to negotiate this issue with my husband, that I wasn't cool with him joining some group to cross-dress with other men. And you know, like have weekends of cross-dressing or nights out cross-dressing together. Or if he had a private post office box where he would get catalogs and invitations to these events. I would never even have to know about it. <laughs> right. Because I would totally not notice the uh, makeup you know, residuals, whenever he comes home, you know, from yeah. something like that, I would totally yeah. not notice that he had been wearing nails. I mean, usually when he did cross-dress, I did notice something after the fact, which is how I, I found out. I, 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 only, I think twice in the whole marriage walked in on something mm. and it wasn't the full uh, range yeah. of cross-dressing until the end of our marriage when he already told me, you know, it's over and he's leaving. So, um, all because but, he
0: wouldn't accept his cross-dressing
1: right because or... well because um there was problems in our marriage mainly due to that he cross-dressed and mm-hmm. the therapist early on in the marriage i want to say like in the 90s 1998 went to hmm. a therapist in houston she's still a therapist in houston Denise O'Darity. she now writes a book or has published a book on how to transition children um so oh, she's just a wow. like, super ethical interesting. person yeah she told me that i was um was minded and that I must be a lesbian because I fell in love with a man who wanted to be a woman or, or that this was in the nineties. This was in the nineties. So so she didn't say I fell in love with a man that wanted to be a woman. She said, I fell in love with a man who had this inner woman. To him so um because of that Mm -hmm. i therefore must be a lesbian i mean i think i know what my preference is and in fact i'm a christian so she was going against my own worldview Mm -hmm. um which typically counselors wouldn't do because that that causes a lot of stress so i no longer wanted to see her as a couple or individually and um i told my husband uh, after she Who said picked
0: that th- therapist i'm curious
1: he did he did he had apparently oh, seen you don't her say. okay he had seen her exactly. without me i did not know what
0: oh yeah. and then you guys went to get wow what a sham okay yeah
1: so i didn't know that he had seen her and so when we were talking that day she said to me he will not know if he's male or female for three months so that's when i knew that he had seen her because this it was the first time I heard anything like this. And I said, mm-hmm. if he doesn't know that, then I have my answer. I will be getting a divorce because he never said to me that. Sorry. Okay. I don't know how to, my, one no of my phones has decided to just talk. Um, <laughs> But if I, if he wanted to be a woman, I had never heard of that before. And um, then, right. you know, it wasn't going to work out. And he said she was putting words in his mouth. So um, obviously I wasn't there for their initial consultation. I don't know if he told her he wanted to be a woman at their initial consultation. Um, but it's I like do lying know. by
0: omission. He's keeping you in the dark. That's not right. a relationship. But they had
1: one. Yeah. He did, you know, he was honest about several things. It's hard Mm -hmm. to say which ones were true, which things were not true um, over all the years. But um, he had told me he would seen her one time prior. So in one visit, um, he was told, you know, he's transgender, I guess, and that he might want to be a woman in three months. I mean, that seems like a really short time. Oh, yeah. Considering that you're um, short, that the person you know had lived at that time you know 20 something years let me see we we were but he was almost 30 I guess so Mm -hmm. um that he had lived that many years as a man and had a baby and a wife you know and and after in three months you will you will know so three months of cross-dressing and you will know well I guess he didn't know because we stayed married for 11 years beyond that and Mm -hmm. had um well i had three more pregnancies and gave Mm -hmm. birth to two more children Mm -hmm. um one of those pregnancies i had a miscarriage um and had cancer as a result Mm -hmm. of a like really crazy fertilization issue um Mm -hmm. i had a um so the i always wondered did the hormones he started taking she wrote a prescription for or a letter so he could go get a prescription for hormones mm-hmm. and he started taking um, female hormones while we were married. He took them for 11 years behind my back. So yeah, that seemed unethical to me that a doctor would write that letter that an endocrinologist would fill the prescription without the spouse even knowing because this does affect things in the marriage. So when a yeah. man's on the hormones then their sex drive is changed mm-hmm. their their sperm count is is affected the yeah. the sperm um, uh, quality mm, is affected yeah. mm-hmm. and so i i feel like that caused me my miscarriage and subsequent cancer i mean i can't prove that obviously right. but if More it affects time. the quality of the sperm it's very probable that 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 could have been the reason for the miscarriage and subsequent cancer related to that miscarriage. Um, oh, I then had a, a baby that had um, birth defects that for which she had to have surgery for. I felt oh, that that could have possibly been. I'll never Easy. know, but we would not yeah. know for sure if he wasn't on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. If he wasn't on it, we'd know for sure that it, it, wow. it had nothing to do with those with that action taken, you know, by him and, and the medical professionals and the mental health professional. But it, it's completely unethical anyway because yeah. my, my husband developed a little tiny breast buds, little torpedo boobs. And I didn't know what caused that. I was thinking, wow. No how unlucky for you and very unattractive by the way. Um, And and I had to overcome this to achieve intimacy in our marriage, which was extremely rare, but still something that happens in marriage. And, um, yeah, I felt sorry for him. I thought mm-hmm. it was from some OCD medication he was taking to resolve the urge to cross dress. And oh, wow. I was told by him the cross dressing was because he was stressed and I stressed him out. Or what? Felt... it's like
0: gaslighting him, blaming it on you. Oh yeah, God, it heaven. was my
1: fault. In fact, the whole sex change, the whole sex change, I've been told is my fault. Now my kids were told the sex change was my fault. He never would have done it if I hadn't um, divorced him. So does he regret it now or something? Or is he just saying
0: that to piss you off or in spite um, of
1: I think he's deflecting blame yeah. rather than and, and uh, there has been some expression of regret, um, you know, but it but at the same time he'll say something like, But it's done now and there's some benefits to it professionally. He thinks it's professionally helped him. Never mind the fact he got all that education and work experience mm-hmm. for 40 years. Uh, living as a as a man and when well, it get all the, all the
0: uh, benefits of identifying into the rainbow or i don't use the rainbow because that's the bible um Alphabet soup, you know, you're, you're right. He gets the, benefits, yeah. the mm-hmm. coverage, no even though,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. He gets the coverage of that. He also gets, like, oh, it's a woman in this male dominated field when really you had a wife at home taking care of your kids while you got your master's degree oh, and while you developed your career. So, so most women who have children, you know, um the reality is we got to sacrifice somewhere, and a lot of us, you know, we don't achieve the, you know, hit the same levels professionally even when we're very educated as men do when they have mm-hmm. women to take care of the children and and that's to me that's not an inequity it's just a fact of life you mm-hmm. know I, I've accepted yeah. the blessings that come with being a woman if mm-hmm. I wanted to you know uh, not have children I guess that could have been an option or could have uh, put them in daycare I chose mm-hmm. to be home with my kids so men did not. Um, but, you know, we all have to make these choices. The reality is that men don't have typically the same issue when they have a, a woman at home who's taking mm-hmm. care of the domestic responsibilities, shuttling the kids to doctor appointments into school, etc., so that they can work the late nights and go back to school and and advance professionally, so that's that's a, a quite bit more challenging for women. And mm-hmm. so he's had all those advantages, and then you know transitions and thinks, oh, it's the transition that that made the difference when he he is getting the um, you know the um, the advances that sometimes are given to women, the, the consideration that's given to women when when we're trying to move mm-hmm. women um you know up the ladder because. Yeah. They're women who've worked hard to get to that level, and they they want to have more female representation. So he's he's being put in those places for female representation, and he's a man. Got there just like any other man did. It wasn't it didn't get there the same way a a, a woman did with oh, all the mockery. extra stuff kill. that we have on us because that's just how it is. And, yeah. and, and he's a, a golfer and he golfs in and lady tournaments and, and wins, you know? Uh, yeah. So, and, and uh I checked in the, the golf association that. Oh, they're,
0: they're fully into this in San Francisco, yeah, the, their pride month thing or whatever they had on the side, like this whole golf oriented event that was fully pride. And the images was like, transsexuals and whatnot i was like holy shit the mm-hmm. golf association is fully into this and fully supportive which right. kind of makes me think that a lot of the golfers are closeted transvesta. i mean why else i mean i don't know well the Maybe reality
1: is i mean golf if you look back at the passive and i'm not a feminist but i have to agree a feminist on some of these points that they make oh my god yeah. i wish people would stop calling my landline <laughs> um so the the, the reality is, I have to agree with the feminists on this point—that there's the misogyny uh, that formerly was well known in the golf industry Hmm. that women were only allowed to to golf on certain days and women could not be if they're even
0: allowed into that uh, country club
1: if they're allowed in the country club they weren't allowed in the country club Mm -hmm. so I think we're back to square one the golf associations now just let men identify into the ladies sport into Mm -hmm. the ladies competitions and play from the ladies tees and now you know so where are the women you know, where does that put the women? They can't win in their own sport, just like with the, um, the, the recent now, swimming, really. the swimming competitions so at, at, with the Penn State swimmer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really, this is men in charge. I mean, who's making these decisions, really? <laughs> when it comes to, you know, the legislation, when it comes to who's running the sports organizations, are women making these des- decisions that are displacing women? No. no, it's it's men, men. supporting men. Mm-hmm. It's men, and, and and all we hear are, "Where are the women? And where are the feminists?" Like, so um, damn if you're paying attention for the last few years, all I've seen are mostly feminists who mostly follows my page. You would think, if you look at my following on Twitter, that I'm some kind of feminist or lesbian <laughs> because that's a lot of them that are following me, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I'm a pro-family activist. But on this thing, we agree that. Radical so, feminists,
0: not yeah. liberal, by the way. Not radical liberal feminists. I've heard that one as well.
1: But, I mean, like, there's so many categories of feminists now. I yeah. would say that I'm, I am probably would fit into the first wave. You know, yes, yes, women need to be able to vote, okay? Now, if, yeah, I, really, if I really, really thought that women not voting would just turn our country around, I would, I would, I would tear up my voter registration card. I would never vote again. (laughs) But I don't think that it's going to change things because just look who's in charge and who ushered it in. So the argument that, you know, women are the ones who have complicated things and we've ushered in all of the, um, the sexual revolution ourselves or we're responsible. We're not. We're not the ones responsible. Yes, there's been some female advocacy for things that are, you know, unholy. But who held the reins of power it was men and they yep. saw a benefit for themselves in the sexual revolution they saw a benefit in you know all this you know this stuff with the the letting the men compete as women and and letting men identify as women well did we not think about the consequences of that for female spaces we have now males in juvenile uh, detention That with females being housed with females in Texas, we now have in our prisons, males housed with females in shelters, males housed with females. Don't victims of domestic violence deserve protection from men? They do. They need to talk about a safe space. I guess women don't get to have one, not even in the restroom. We couldn't even pass that in Texas because that was too bigoted. It was just too bigoted to protect women and and girls, and not that boys in and bathrooms shouldn't be protected. They should. Everyone deserves privacy. But no one
0: ever talked. It's not even about, I mean, I know it's okay to say that, but it's, it's so obvious that the glaring um, person that needs protection is the women. Like, it's the mm-hmm. women. We, we're not really highly obviously concerned about women identifying as a man and going into men's spaces. Like, when have you ever heard that being an issue or whatever in any capacity? It's always about women. Um, which says right. a lot.
1: Men are, are notoriously more uh, likely to be violent offenders yep. uh, the men. Did I say women? I didn't mean to say No, you women. said men. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting old, anyway. So <laughs> okay. yes, men are He's the right. ones you know, committing the violent crimes against women. So we you know, let's just follow the statistics on that, and mm-hmm. we should not be, um, you know. But that isn't the only matter. I mean, they they, they made that the only talking point, mm-hmm. and that was a mistake. We really should go mm-hmm. for the whole enchilada, not all these little issues yeah. like whack a mole on the transgender stuff. Agreed. But it, it should be really simple. Um, Unless someone needs assistance for a matter of safety, such as a young child who has their adult uh, uh, guardian accompanying them, I accompany my minor son into the women's restroom, Mm -hmm. I don't feel it's safe for him to go in to a public restroom with uh, adult men. And uh, he wouldn't feel safe with that either. He has anxiety. Mm -hmm. So um, he doesn't like get out of my view at all. So should he have to wear a diaper? Should I have to wear a diaper in public because I can't access a bathroom and feel safe? I mean, we are allowing men into our restrooms. We couldn't even get that passed because the woke corporations and the woke chamber of commerces in Texas pressured our leader, Republican leadership in Texas. I mean, the LGBTQ should be kissing Republicans' butts in Texas because they have had their backs all the way, all the way. Dan Patrick, Greg Abbott, especially, and Dade Phelan, especially. Yet, they can't get the 100% score from human rights campaigns, so everyone hates them. But, you know, if I was an LGBTQ Mm -hmm. activist, I would be saying these are my biggest allies. These are Mm. the guys who have stopped, you know, any bills from being passed. Now, to be fair to Dan Patrick, he's over the Senate. They passed some good bills out, but they never get passed. There's this, uh, you know, by both chambers. So Mm -hmm. the Texas House is entirely worse. But, you know... Dan Patrick can use his um, bully pulpit and he doesn't. There are bipartisan mm-hmm. bills that need to get passed and he should refuse to pass any of those bills in his chamber until the uh, House passes bills, pro-family bills and bills protecting mm-hmm. women, bills protecting children. And that doesn't happen. The reason it doesn't happen is the corporate pressure. Like, This is Texas. This is where we did the first heart open heart surgery. We put a man on the moon. You know, we are not lacking for talent in Texas, and we don't need Mm -hmm. these woke corporations. And Greg Abbott just keeps inviting them here and giving them incentives to come here at the expense of the taxpayer and at the expense of our personal freedoms because they Mm -hmm. come here and they want censorship and you know they they bring their woke ideas with them they influence the schools we have have very liberal billionaires donating to both sides of the aisles especially Mm -hmm. influencing the republicans that's why nothing gets done and the illiterate and voters on the republican side go and vote for the same people who Mm. make empty promises. I don't think that, you know, because we're teaching all about sex and identities in public schools now and teaching kids how to be social warriors instead Mm. of teaching how a bill becomes a law, how a legislative system works. Nobody knows. They don't even know what a primary is. That's when you fire incumbents who don't do a good job. So mm. if you really wanted uh, a bill passed, like the Republican primary voters voted in this time and in the last primary, they voted and said that they, over 95% the first time, 92% this time, wanted to pass a bill that would ban gender modification for minors. They, ninety over 90% both times. That's mm. more people then voted for governor abbott in the Mm -hmm. primary at this time Mm -hmm. so there is a mandate for the governor to bring a you know to pass a bill into law but he didn't put one on the call during three consecutive special sessions you know to ban these procedures but you know that's that's just the the reality but he didn't do it the people wanted and we still hired him again, you know, we still have him on the ballot as our Republican yeah. candidate mm-hmm. in November. And a lot of people like Governor Abbott, he says a lot of things that we agree with, but in the actions don't follow. Yeah. So and, and people get mad at me like I'm not supposed to criticize my own side. Well, I know what to expect. The Democrats are doing everything they say they're going to do. Mm. It's time for the Republican Party to do the same. And and Greg Abbott gets all this time on Fox News with uh, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, and looking like the hero of Texas mm. and of mm. the United States because he's you know um, getting into this banter against President Biden when mm. he has failed to lead in his own state on this on this issue and many others and well, why he just yes. deflects blame to elsewhere i mean hmm. now he's getting flack he's actually getting flack over this issue gender modification because of his order for cps to investigate and you know this is probably the problem with having a career lawyer as our governor that you know he wants everything to go to the court like the court hmm. should have the final authority that is not how our government's supposed to work the hmm. the The courts are not supposed to be legislating, and so he wants to keep deflecting to the court when we really needed a law in Texas to ban this. Stephanie Click, who is a Republican uh, in uh, Richland Hills area, Mm -hmm. and and she's in a runoff against David Lowe. Well, she killed five bills, five of the bills to ban this. She killed herself, and the other one she slow-walked. And, and killed it hand in hand with Dustin Burroughs and Dade Phelan. So that was House Bill 1399, which she brags was passed out the same day as the heartbeat bill. Um, okay, so yes, it, it was passed out on the same day as the heartbeat bill. Then um, how come... Dave Dustin Burroughs didn't get it out of Calendar Committee sooner when there were five sponsors of the bill in the Calendars Committee. Any of them could have motioned for it sooner to come out of the committee. They held it for, I think, two weeks or, or 12 days. So why why did that, why wasn't it sooner? Like the heartbeat bill sailed through. So why didn't this sail through? We all know because Governor Abbott didn't want it and Dave Feeling didn't want it. This is how they protect each other from having to take a vote in the in the Texas legislature, they just will kill a bill in a committee, so it doesn't ever have to, you know, have a vote where people will be um, scrutinized for that vote, maybe punished mm. by their constituents because some of the Republicans live in and maybe purple districts, so. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Abbott didn't want it. So if Abbott doesn't want something, there could be political consequences inside the legislature for those individuals. So unfortunately, they're not doing the will of Republican, uh, the Republican Party. They're mm-hmm. not protecting. I mean, there's just, where are the morals? And where yeah. where's the conscience of the people that we elect? And, and we need to be smarter about this and quit taking these slates. Like even people I like, and the who are like-minded with me have mm-hmm. slates and the highest bidder wins not all right, explain bidder.
0: what a slate is i'm like i i don't know where you learned all this from because it's amazing and i I've, <laughs> I've, I've stayed out of politics for the sole reason because it's just like i've always known it's dirty but um i'm amazed at your knowledge um so the slate? slates
1: are what you get in the mail so you get this giant oh. postcard mailer in the mail and it has all these candidates they'll say something like conservative republicans of texas and they'll Uh have they'll have a lot of uh, recommendations who to vote for well Mm -hmm. these are these are paid there's one called the link letter these are paid this is an advertisement guys you're taking an advertisement to the poll and you're Mm -hmm. voting for the people who someone else said is conservative instead of checking the record and you you could check the record yourself Or, you know, look, go to someone who really is checking the record and not taking money, you know, like myself. I'm not taking money from anybody. Mm -hmm. I wrote a lot about the influence of the Texas legislature on MadMamaBear.com. And, you know, and really, you know, if you were voting for an incumbent and your representative wasn't uh, Brian Slayton, then you probably screwed up in Texas. You probably Mm -hmm. screwed up. Um, or you didn't have a choice um, because, uh, like, Dade Phelan is awful and nobody ran against him. Mm. Uh, he's in the Beaumont area of Texas. Um, hopefully, some will run against him next time. But uh, he has a lot of money. Uh, he has a lot of money behind his campaign. I mean, my... My feeling is we should do like some of the other states have done, make Mm -hmm. our representative districts, our house representative districts, smaller, where Mm -hmm. there's no uh, districts. Take the same boundaries so you don't have to change any of the recent redone zoning. Yes. But Mm -hmm. uh, redistricting. But Mm -hmm. take those boundaries, divide the voters into by have no districts bigger than 50,000 voters. It is impossible for a candidate to get to know or for the public to get to know this in such a large district to get to know the candidates. So you really rely on advertising, um, mm-hmm. put pub- the stuff that's mailers, which are about $6,000 per, per mailer to go to your um, voting households that vote in the primaries. So your a candidate coming in who can only raise about $20,000 or 60000 is not going to be able to beat someone like Dade Phelan, who has a lot of his own money in his campaign. Uh, I, because he's, I think he's a, a developer or something like that. And so, and also you're not going to have be able to beat people who are getting the huge donations from the billionaires in Texas and the billionaires are donating to the incumbents. They, they donate through Texans for lawsuit reform and they also donate individually. These guys are picking the winners. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how most people feel, but I don't want uh, Richard weekly. I don't want Ross Perot jr. I don't want mm-hmm. David Hassan flu. I don't want, you know, um, Maze middleton i don't want these people um kathleen wall i don't want them picking the winners for mm. texas i mm-hmm. want informed voters picking but a lot of voters didn't even know what a primary was for so that was really sad they actually uh, governor abbott campaigned uh, really he didn't campaign much but when he was campaigning he acted like he was running against Beto. so mm. people went out and voted Thinking they were voting against Beto. Beto no. was not on the ballot in the primary unless you hmm. were voting in the Democratic primary.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, so you went out to vote for Governor Abbott. You just voted for more of the failure, and also you voted for um, to con for a person who has a, a record that Beto will use to his advantage. Beto will have, and the Democrats will have a lot of things to. Um, pick apart and to use mm. as, um, you know, political leverage mm-hmm. to use in their advertisements to criticize uh, Governor Abbott. And there's been a lot of disappointment with Governor Abbott. So there's yeah. not smart voters, which is probably the majority of Texas. Uh, sorry to be insulting, but I mm-hmm. think that, you know, well, I good. fell into that court category myself. There's still some things I need to learn. There's still some areas where I'm like, oh, wow, I trusted that person. Um, you know, we need to be less trusting and more... Um, you know, more about less about trusting more about verifying Mm -hmm. and um but you know unfortunately i think that those who are newly involved will think oh you know we had that big freeze governor abbott was over that you know governor abbott has been using
0: that a lot about the whole freeze thing vote for me because i'll keep your lights on or something i don't know right if we would
1: have went if we would have fired abbott in the primary like we should have Beto wouldn't have all that ammunition Mm -hmm. that he's going to have. And so, and now you're going to have all these new voters who are paying attention because something happened that affected them, whether it was the handling of the pandemic, um, or whether it was the freeze or mm. or maybe one of these maybe one of these cultural issues that they're awake on because we saw what's going on in the schools and they're aware now of the gender modification issue and and that he really didn't take action until until the political winds start blowing so hard that he had to mm. um, and and still then it wasn't a complete action that protects the parents who are going through courts and having children who are um, alienating the the children are alienating the parents. It's not the other way around. When they get into this cult, the children alienate the parents and our schools totally. are indoctrinating the children in this, mm-hmm. the social media, which are not protected from. And we pass broadband out into the rural areas. So now we can expect that, you know this uh, thank you taxpayer. Uh, now all these kids who we thought, oh, how nice are out in the country where you're not influenced by this. Now they get that courtesy of the taxpayer. They'll have this harmful influence. We couldn't even put uh, filters on the um, on the you know or use a vendor that would de- use filters by default. So hmm. it, so maybe maybe they would have filters, but maybe not. We couldn't even get that because Republicans pulled that protection for children out of the bill to uh, get the broadband across Texas. So there's a lot of reasons that uh, people might be upset with the. The governance of greg abbott and 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 they may be one issue voters where they're going to choose beto especially on that freeze thing that's really going to hurt us republican voters would have been smarter to hire someone new but they Mm. didn't and now we got to keep working very hard on these social issues that greg abbott isn't very fond of because Hmm. why because maybe he's going to try to run for higher office who knows
0: wow god depressing i just feel like you know, coming from <laughs> California to here, it's so obvious. Well, even before I came here, it's there's a huge attack on America as a as a whole. And I came here in, in Georgetown, which is a really small town. I think it's Georgetown. Yeah. There was apparently every Friday or Saturday, Antifa comes out in hordes trying to take down a Confederate statue. I talked to these Confederate, uh, sons of the Confederate veterans and, you know, just had a discussion with them. And I was just like, Antifa's out here in the middle of nowhere? It's just so clear to me they're attacking like godly principled areas like heart of america and like texas is such a huge i mean state obviously but a huge i feel like part of the american just americana as a whole which is great but it's so clear to me they're attacking the state hardcore like charlotte climber that guy potentially right. to be a woman on twitter he's like and all these you know Tran, tranny actors. I'm allowed to say tranny by the way because they call themselves trannies. I get like booted off the internet for saying that. I'm like, but they call themselves <laughs> that. What's the anyway? Yeah. Um, there's always activists that are actually like, let's go after Texas now. I'm just like, oh my gosh. I don't yeah, know. They what- don't
1: realize how really progressive Texas is. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's this big scene being made that Texas is really where the um, you know, where all the the bigots are and mm-hmm. all the problems. Yeah. Oh for yeah. LGBT- they have made more advancements. I mean, uh, Houston is a LGBTQ destination as well as Austin, I I think San Antonio as well. So uh, these are- I don't know
0: any of this yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, I think they actually do know, but they got to keep acting hysterical so they can get their wild Mm -hmm. agenda entirely passed here at every level. And Mm -hmm. it'll be a a victory. I mean, if I'm an LGBTQ activist, I'm looking at Texas right now as an absolute victory. Texas has ign- has completely fallen in line with the Obergefell decision. They've completely fallen in line with the um, uh, Bostock decision. Hope I said that right. That's the one where uh, the Supreme Court said that um, gender identity, rather than uh, sexual, um, rather than biological sex. Uh, is the determinant in discrimination so they protect gender identity now not just sex so this is to me uh, a victory for lgbt that they have uh, won they have completely dominated in texas if you look at the austin city council look at the Mm -hmm. the major cities and look at their city councils look at our school boards you can go to school board meetings during pride month and the they will put their pride flags on the dais in support of pride month. You've got schools celebrating Mm -hmm. pride week this week in Austin. And we shouldn't be looking at Austin like, Oh, it's just Austin. Of course it's Austin. Mm -hmm. Look, that is our capital. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, not everyone who lives in Austin is extremely liberal. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, this isn't like, oh, everyone there is liberal, or a lot of people are liberal. So just throw your hands up and go, well, it's Austin. Look, it was no. Houston. It was in the, the uh, what do we call the gayberhood that had the drag queen story hour that I exposed with the sex offender. Uh, actually, there were two with a history of sex offenses. No. One was still on no. the registry, one was not. Um, but, and porn stars. And, dominatrix for hire and prostitutes in the story time with the children being held out as role models for children so that was in houston houston's very liberal Um, And the the gayborhood, you know, at first when people heard of it, it was like, well, it's the gayborhood, you know, of course it's going to be there. Well, no, there is no zip code where it is acceptable to sexually indoctrinate and groom children. So we put that down there and there's no reason why boundaries with children shouldn't be respected, even in Austin. And Really, how can you call yourself an ally to children who you know have parents who are LGBTQ identifying or to children who may be at a very young age identifying as such? Um, probably because their parents or social media influence, yeah, or it's influenced. like a vegan
0: cat. Like, why is the cat vegan? It's because the owner, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, why are children? You know, Children, I I think, do talk about, I mean, I remember being in fifth grade and and hearing some things and not really knowing everything, but I was fifth grade, did I really need to know everything? You don't need to know everything. So, so yeah, certainly these are things that might be they're learning about especially with the internet they know too much now but this doesn't mean yeah. we should be pigeonholing children into identities at these ages and that's what all this this is mm-hmm. doing If we're pigeonholing them into it and going, oh it's all okay it's all you know uh, ever since we decided that homosexual marriage was uh you know a thing actually, in, because mm-hmm. the Supreme Court decision came down, then it, it became okay. Now it's time to sexually groom the kids in public school because now these things are equal. So now we need to talk about, you know, all the type different types of sex that can be had, and not only that, talking about the kink and fetishes. Teaching kids as how well. to fist
0: themselves safely or yeah, fist I a mean, partner.
1: What I, didn't I mean, even know what that was no, until like no. my late 30s um yeah. i don't think that i needed to ever know what that was no nope. nope. <laughs> and, nope. and nope. teaching kids to accept abu- abuse like uh one of the sex ed uh books that they are using actually yeah it, it you know how to safely choke how to engage in bdsm this is abuse and and it's mm. completely ignoring the law and and it's it's creating abuse towards women and uh-huh. it's just endorsing that. And in the law, there is no ability to consent to assault. So mm-hmm. if you are engaging mm-hmm. in these practices of abuse and such as choking and, and hitting a person and mm-hmm. uh, for uh, supposedly for pleasure. Um, so you could be charged after the fact, and that has happened. That has mm-hmm. happened in Texas, and um, so I would just advise any of you perverts practicing that not to do that, um, because, and, and for any, you know, tell your children. I mean, unfortunately, do have to talk to our children mm-hmm. um, when Especially they nowadays. they get uh, older about the things that they might learn about. Um, like those things that those abusive practices that those are unsafe and when I don't know that my own mother ever heard of such things until I was in my 30s and I was single Mm -hmm. and she had a talk with me she's like well just you you make sure that nobody wants to do any of these abusive things to you and I was like you don't have to worry about that I would never allow anything like that um Mm -hmm. so yeah there's definitely unfortunately these things are being normalized in our um society to where um Younger and younger people are being harmed by them. And even mm-hmm. the pornography, which is totally harmful, it's harmful to women. But, you know, there are men engaging in that, too. And I would I would mm-hmm. never want my son to be in that industry. I don't think that it treats anybody well or with respect and dignity Mm -hmm. and uh, it should totally be outlawed. The fact that we're using free speech in America to defend Mm. pornography is a shame because it is like the, to me, just normalizing sex trafficking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, Lord, that's already a mega issue in America. Anyway, geez, is there anything positive we can end on?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, positively, the winds are blowing. Um, It's been uh, several years. I think I just saw a post I made like five years ago on Facebook about gender modification of children. And so, um, yeah, it's it's not been everybody at work so that's a positive thing Like it didn't mm-hmm. take everyone in Texas. I would have loved it if everyone in Texas and I would still love it if more people stood up on the issues and it didn't fall to a few people to stand up and yeah. and, and learn about all these things but um, the good news is it doesn't take everybody. The good Mm -hmm. news is that the political winds are blowing. The good news is that the medical, um, there are people in the medical field, there are professionals speaking out now. And it does look like the tide is turning. And we're going to have to keep pushing very hard Mm -hmm. because against the current narrative, and we're going to have to keep exposing. But the tide does seem to be turning in the favor of protecting children, at least from this gender modification procedures. Mm -hmm. We still have work to do, but that is a positive note to end on and we just need everyone's support start calling governor abbott that's one thing you can do today tell him we need a special session if you're serious about protecting children if you think this is child abuse call a special session now and Mm -hmm. put this bill on the call to end child gender modification once and for all in texas because it is child abuse
0: and Amen add some to teeth to
1: it. And then medical professionals need to be held accountable, not just the parents. I do believe parents 100%. need to be investigated. But um, some of these parents really believe the transition or die narrative. And others mm-hmm. who really need to be held accountable more are completely crazy. Like the one who has a video saying that her kid communicated from the womb that her, that she was transgender. So, so absurd
0: whatever anything goes with these people because it's yeah. all a lie so yeah right well where can the people on the internet find you if you want them to be able to find you
1: well you can find me on facebook still maybe not for long um tracy shannon also mad mama bear on on um, facebook i'm still mm-hmm. on twitter mad mama bear and, and i think i'm mad mama bear too <laughs> and i'm tracy shannon on twitter just mm-hmm. google mad mama bear you'll probably find me so
0: cool awesome well thank you so much for coming on i seriously appreciate it and i guess until next time party people thanks yeah hey there thanks so much for listening to this podcast and making it this far into it you can support my podcast and what i do many a ways you head to my website which is forward slash shop. There's all sorts of goodies you can buy there on my website, like the skeptic pin, the adult human female pin, the adult human male pin. There's all sorts of uh, embroidery goodies and crafty goodies that I make myself that you can support by purchasing these items. Or head to mysubscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens and become a Rational Revolutioneer where you can support my podcast with a monthly subscription or head to paypal.me forward slash LP foster kittens where you can leave a one-time donation or multiple, however you wanna do it. A free way to help out this podcast is to share this podcast on social media with your friends or leave a Apple Podcast review, which just head to Apple Podcasts, scroll down, leave a five-star review, and write up a little comment. Thank you so much for supporting my podcast in whatever way you're able to support it. Until next time, party people.